This is exactly right. On the 12th season of Tenfold More Wicked, we investigate a series of compelling mysteries from the city of Fall River, Massachusetts, where problems started generations before Lizzie Borden's murders made her a household name. Join me as we cover the misfortunes that have befallen this infamous town for more than 150 years, including the Great Fire of 1843. Season 12 premieres Monday, May 13th on Exactly Right. Follow Tenfold More Wicked on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's me, Roz. Ooh, you know it's my favorite time of the month. It's time for a listener phone call extravaganza. So you know what to do. If you want to be on one of these episodes, because I'm sure you're going to listen today, you're going to be like, oh, I'm so jealous. I want to do that. Well, it's super easy. You just email ghostedbyroz at gmail.com, put in the subject line, listener episode, and then just give me some brief bullet points, like a sentence or two of the kinds of stories that you'd want to tell. And then we'll talk a little more. Okay. Well, that's about it from me because we have got an action-packed episode this week filled with stories. So here we go. It's time for another listener phone call extravaganza. On with the show. Oh my God. Co from around the Pennsylvania, Philadelphia area. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm well, thank you. How are you? You know what? I'm great, Co. I am really excited to hear the oodles of stories that you have for me. What is this story about a woman without a face? <laughs> Eyes without a face. No, just no face whatsoever. Um, yeah, uh, it's, a, it's a story. I share this a lot. Um, and I also kind of want to keep it a little bit vague. So I'm not going to give you a location. Um it happened around like 2015, but you know, just for like privacy reasons and things, I don't, oh, I don't want the sure. space to be like known. Um, so, yeah, I guess to start out, it was an interesting situation that I found myself in. Um, uh, my roommate was moving into a new place with his boyfriend. I needed a new place, kind of like stat. Um, I couldn't get somebody else to like move in to take over his part of the lease because he was the major leaseholder. And, um, so I randomly asked a friend, I was like, I'm kind of in an emergency. Do you know anywhere that I could, you know, rent a room or something? And they were like, yeah, sure. You know, um, can move in with us. And I was like, okay, cool. Um, never seen the inside of the place. (laughs) Um, but you know, when you're kind of desperate, 300 bucks for a giant room is not a bad deal. Uh, yeah, okay, but (laughs) sounds like there might be a catch. No, there really wasn't a catch. I knew the place was haunted. (laughs) Oh, okay. Um, Even though I had never been in it. Um, so Did that scare you at that point, or how did you feel about that? This wouldn't be my first haunted place that I lived in. Oh, my God. (laughs) Okay. It was totally fine with me. Um, so yeah, I moved in, and, uh, it was a really great experience living there. It was, you know, just wonderful awesome it was this giant house um like just massive and it had been in a part of in the area where the only thing that really saved it from losing any of its like architectural features and just wonders um of like it's like 1850s beauty was because the neighborhood had gone so far downhill that it was never really broken up into apartments or anything um Mm. it sort of was but nothing formal anyway so you know big place you know vestibule huge like grand foyer double parlors you know mantelpieces everything but it was also very creaky (laughs) 
uh-huh. <laughs> it was also kind of in this really interesting state of like uh, kind of decay but like not really so there was like plaster missing and peeling wallpaper and things it was kind of in the process of being restored and not and it, it was it was beautiful i loved it i called Miss miss havisham's house <laughs> mm. yeah, um so i moved in there um you know, knew it had a couple. So, of when you knew that it was haunted, did you know that like the room specifically that you're staying in was haunted, or what was what were the stories you knew? Yeah, I did. Um, a friend of mine had actually rented the room several years prior to me moving in, and he was all like, "Oh, you're moving in the haunted room," and I'm like, "Oh, I guess I am." <laughs> so, okay, but what did your friend say happened? Uh, you know, he didn't really go too into it. He was just kind of like, you know, man, that room is haunted as fuck you know he's all like he's like but nothing nothing bothered him and he's like it's fine it's fine it's just haunted (laughs) you're so different than me i would have been like okay what specifically happens and at what time and what like i wouldn't want to know everything to be on the lookout for because i don't know i'm just you know i'm so strict about when i sleep and i don't want somebody interrupting me (laughs) Um, I was warned about, uh, I think, four of the ghosts. I think I was warned about four of them. There was one that hung out in the bathroom there and the dining room. And then there was two children. And then there was a man on the third floor that had, um, at one point, decades before, had um, committed suicide up there. And that was, like, directly above my bedroom. Um, so I was warned. <laughs> um, All right. But to get so into, what's the first thing that happened? Uh, just noises and feeling presence around you. Like, you know, sometimes you feel that there might be somebody standing in the bathroom while you're in the shower. <laughs> oh, I hate that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but to get you to my story, which is the one that I think creeps most people out, is that so I rented this bedroom and it was big. So, you know, if the house itself had like, you know, ground floor, like 14 foot ceilings. So the bedrooms on the second floor had like 12 foot ceilings. And the bedroom was about, I'm going to say about like 10 by 12 feet. So you have 120 square feet to work with. And, um, I, you know, had like decent size, you know, like full-size bed i had like a settee um you know armchair there was a bureau with a mirror and everything and then all of my stuff like in boxes just piled on this one end of (laughs) of the room and uh you know i just i chilled it was great you know i had i I was in marketing at the time so you know i was busy with my job and um wasn't really home much because you know at that time i was younger and partied a lot more um so i think it was like in the late spring I you know was just hadn't done anything crazy and I made it an early night and I was home and I read my book and I was falling asleep and the way the bed was positioned on the wall is that you know long wall bed two side tables and then there was this really large window like the, the only window in the room was probably about eight feet tall so it went from like about a foot off the floor, almost all the way to the ceiling and about probably like four feet wide. Um, So it allowed a lot of light to come in, um, even with all the lights off. And I didn't have blinds or curtains or anything. I mean, this bare bones kind of living. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So, you know, I'm sleeping and I woke up and I'm just on my side. Didn't feel anything strange. But when I opened up my eyes, I see this woman is kind of bent over by the side table, like right, like within two feet of me, like leaned over this side table and I could see her silhouette and some of the light from the window coming in and she's doing her thing. I'm observing her. I don't feel any fear or anything. I'm just kind of like, what is going on? She's wearing a dress kind of like a, almost like iridescent silk that's very heavy and it's kind of like a coppery rust color and then at her throat and on the shoulders was 
like black lace and jet beads, so kind of like sparkled, and her hair was up. I'm just kind of looking at her, and I'm thinking, okay, what, you know, whatever, I'm still tired. And then she's, you know, two feet from my face, and she just turns her head and looks me right in the face, but she has no face. And I'm all like, (laughs) I'm just like, okay. (laughs) And I rolled over and went back to sleep. (laughs) What? Yeah, I wasn't afraid. I would have jumped out that eight feet window. (laughs) Well, you would have had to go past her first, knock her over or something. (laughs) Oh my God. I was said, move, bitch. (laughs) And then jump out. Wait a second. (sighs) Okay. So she was like crouched over. Okay. New rule for ghosts, you can only be upright because there's something to me about that that really creeps me out. So she's crouched over, she does a little slow turn. She was more and she is she was more doing the opposite of serving face. She was more bent over, not like crouched like she was about to pounce. It was bent over, (sighs) like she was looking at something. (laughs) Yeah, no. What was she looking at? So I have a theory. And you know, I did go down and tell my housemate about this. And I was like, so I have a theory um, that came a little bit later after the experience that I was all like, so this house would have been owned by quite wealthy people at one point or another. Um, And my bedroom was situated like in the center of the like front part of the house. There were like the master bedroom, then my bedroom, and then went down the hall and there was more house. Um, but it actually had a door that was blocked with boxes that connected into the master bedroom. And then in the hall, there was a door that opened into my room. And if you looked at the woodwork, there were these slats about three and a half feet on the door frame. So that if you opened up the door, there were these, these slats like in the door frame. And they were on the door into the room coming from the hall. And they were on the door that opened into the master bedroom. So at the time period that it was built, since I'm kind of a history nerd, um, you know, it wouldn't, it would have been a room that would have been used as a nursery at one point. Um, It would have been like, you know, a young lady's room. I believe the original owners and stuff did have daughters. So they kind of built the place as a show place. So my theory was, was that that room had at one time been a nursery and that those slats in the door were to put a baby gate in. Like a wooden baby oh. gate could slide into these slats so you could leave the doors open and have a toddler in there or whatnot running around causing havoc but still penned in. And what I think was the possibility that what she was doing was maybe leaned over looking at a child's bed that was no longer there or maybe a cradle or a a pen of some sort that would have been in that room. So I think it might have been a partially like stone tape theory meets also uh, what is the word for when you interact with the ghost? Intelligent haunting maybe? Yes, I think it was a little bit of stone tape and intelligent haunting going on. But why didn't she have a face? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe she wasn't made up. Maybe she just wasn't ready to see me. <laughs> yeah, she just, like, didn't. That's what my mom used to say when I was younger. She'd be like, I need to put my face on. Like, she would always say that. Like, she didn't literally mean it. <laughs> but... Oh, God. Or maybe she was, like, to her, like, the the baby in her mind, she was doing the, like, I got your nose, like, kind of a thing. Or peekaboo or something. When the baby's like, I've got your face. Yeah. Ooh. Okay, so was that the only time you ever saw her? That was the only time I saw her. The only other issue with the room was that there was the after talking to the friend that had rented it before, then we actually did get together later and discuss a little bit what was in the room. And we both corroborated that it was just this thing. It was kind of like a, a, like a kind of like a shadowy, just 
presence and it just manifested itself in the corner by the door that would have led into the master bedroom and the closet door. And you just never wanted to be like very much in that space. And it was fine Mm -hmm. because that's actually where I like had all the boxes and my stuff stacked up. So it was kind of like, maybe I imprisoned this presence. Um, (laughs) I could feel it in there sometimes, but not, not like, um, yeah, I, I don't think any of the ghosts really bothered me because I think they just knew that I, that I knew they were there and I wasn't there to like cause any problems or anything. It was just, okay, you're here. (laughs) You just like not watch me in the bathroom. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. Well, if it was that lady, she didn't have a face. Maybe she couldn't see you. Hopefully. Okay, tell me more. It seems like you've lived in some other haunted places. Where where do we go from here? Um, <clears throat> I think I think the only this is an interesting one. And I'll try to keep this one short. Um, back in college, um, been like my senior year, so two thousand four ish. Um, I sh- shared another apartment um, with uh, self described butch lesbian. Um, we had a great little thing going. She worked at like a factory and I was going to art school and our schedules were like different because she worked a weird shift, and, but we did get together and we could like go out and watch each other's backs. You know, like she'd come to the gay bar with me. I'd go to her with like the lesbian bar and we just like chill. So we had a pretty good situation. Um, Love it. And she had this apartment and you know, it was just all like, I've got this extra room. Do you want to rent it? And I was like, yeah, totally. You know, cool. Another giant room, you know, actually, I actually had like more than a giant room. It was the third floor. So I had big room. And then there was this little office and, um, it all had like a central staircase that went up through it. And the place was built probably around like 1900. So, um, it had this kind of squared, almost like a tower that went up to the third floor. And, Again, I was warned the place was haunted <laughs> before I moved in. And um, it it sometimes had creepy things happen. And the roommate had told me also, she was just so like, you know, he stays kind of in the stairs. And I was like, okay. Okay, as long as he stays there. And sometimes you'd feel him around. Um, and so this one evening... Uh, I was alone in the apartment and I I went to use the restroom, which was like in the hall where the staircase came up through and went through the living room. I'm going to hang a right into the bathroom. And I looked over and across on the landing. So there was like stairs go up, two more steps up, landing, then like steps up. And then again, um, there was just this black figure like a three-dimensional shadow just sitting there behind the railing and i was kind of like oh nope and i like went into the bathroom closed the door and i was like oh fuck you know this is you know i'm up on the second floor i'm you know don't have a cell phone (laughs) like you know and uh so i just did what she told me to do and she's like you know if, if you feel him or anything just say I don't feel like seeing you. Like, I just don't feel like seeing you. So I stood there at the door and I said it, said aloud, I was like, I just don't feel like seeing you. And, uh, <laughs> you know, eventually I'm like, well, you can't stay in here. So I open up the door and beeline it into the kitchen, grab the phone, um, call my housemate and like leave a message on her phone. And I'm like, Hey, um, I'm going down, uh, to the bar. Um, can you meet me there? Cause I'm too freaked out to be at home. <laughs> like the ghost. That was like it. So she meets me and we talked about it and we we're just kind of like, wow, that's crazy. And nothing like that. had happened to either of us, except for this one time where I just happened to be in the right place at the wrong time. Saw him. <laughs> it gets a little weirder. When you live in a place like that, are you constantly like, on guard that you're going to see something or do you just get over it and then it it catches you off guard for me you get over it and then sometimes you're caught off guard um 
mm-hmm. I feel like that was like my first big experience. And then after that, I just became more and more desensitized <laughs> to these things <laughs> happening. <laughs> um, I'm just okay. like, okay, I get it. You're around. And, um, so yeah, there was that, but that, this story does actually get a little bit weirder. So we knew who this ghost was. Um, not, not that we knew him. Um, we knew of him, um, several years before the roommate had moved into this apartment, there had been something that had gone wrong. Um, and it involved what had happened was the guy that had lived in the apartment. He had ended up being shot and killed outside of the apartment. And mm. so we kind of knew it was, it was him. Cause you kind of feel it. Like it was this younger person. Like, you know, it wasn't, I don't know how to describe how you would feel that it was a younger person, but you could tell it was a younger person. Um, mm-hmm. and so we knew who it was. And, um, it's also why I don't want to give the location because, you know, this, this person still has family and struggle. Um, but later on down the line, I'm living in San Francisco and I get this random call and it's my old roommate. And we kind of fell out of touch. And uh, she was just all like, hey, I have something to tell you. And I'm all like, what? And she's like, I went, I've been going out with this chick and you know, the other night, I this roommate was also kind of a standoffish person where it was like, "You're, we're going to meet out in public. You're not going to see my home for like a while. And um, okay. so she, she was like, I finally brought her back to the place. And at this point, she was living alone again. And they pull up, they start walking to the apartment and this her date starts getting a little bit uncomfortable. And she's all like, this is where you live. And she's like, and so they go up, they like, you know, they're hanging out and she's like, I was friends with the guy that was killed outside. And she's like, I can still feel him in this apartment. And my old roommate is like, okay, yeah, I, I feel him around too. And she, uh, she's like, do you mind if I just walk around? And she's like, yeah, whatever. you know. And um, I guess she walked around and kind of like, did her thing and told this guy it was okay, like move on, whatever, you know? And, um, apparently after that, this was like several months after this occurrence with the, the date, um, she had called me and she was like, yeah, like, I just don't feel that like pressure anymore. Like in the staircase, like I, I walk in and I don't feel like somebody staring down at me from the third floor. <laughs> so, wow. so, that was that was an interesting one. <laughs> oh my god, I feel bad for him. So why? That's you know, a terrible tragedy. Um, but hopefully he moved on. So I don't know what makes oh the other god. one stick around. Um, especially that that last place that I was that I was in. Um, so yeah, it was. Those are the two creepy ones. <laughs> wow. Well. Thank you so much. I'm going to go hop on another call. But this... See, I've never lived in, like, a haunted, haunted place like this. Like, these places that you're describing. That's why I'm wondering about, like, do you just get used to it? Like, because every time I go to haunted places, like Haunted Hotel or whatever, like, it never... I never get over the fact that it's haunted. I never like can chill for two seconds because I'm constantly thinking about the fact that this place is haunted. <laughs> but if you're living a place long term, I feel like you just get over it, right? I think so. I mean, I grew I grew up not far from where I live now, and so it's a pretty old, considered old part of the country. You know, Philadelphia, Southeast Pennsylvania region has a very rich history of like historic places and old buildings. So, you know, growing up, a lot of my friends lived in older homes. I myself grew up in a house that was built in 1791. Um, so I do think you get used to it. Like it's, and just always being interested in the supernatural and ghosts and stuff. I just think maybe I not as freaked out by it as others might be. (laughs) Well, good for you. (laughs) 
I hope you call me again next time you have a spooky story. Oh, I will. (laughs) I've been ghosted too. I am now joined by Faye in Western Pennsylvania. Hello, Faye. How are you? Hello. Hi, it's me. (laughs) What is going on in Pennsylvania? This is like... It sounds like the most haunted state. It's got to be up there. But I do have I have stories for you from multiple states. But yeah, Pennsylvania has a sordid past uh, with a lot of ghosts lingering in, in yeah. all, all the nooks and crannies. <laughs> well, tell me about every nook and cranny you got for me. Where do we start? Well, actually, I was thinking I might tell you because you always ask people about sleep paralysis, which I have had only one time. But it was actually in Connecticut. Can I tell you that story? Sounds good to me. So I was staying at a friend's house in Sherman, Connecticut, and her father actually had built this house, which was odd because you would think a haunting would happen in a house that was, you know, hundreds of years old or something like that. But um, I was staying at her house and I was sleeping in her sister's room and she had pictures of her friends on the wall. And I came to find out that some of those friends had died in horrible, fiery car accidents. And so I was, (laughs) well, I didn't know that until after this happened. So I'm sleeping in the room and all of a sudden, so I'm in dreamland and I am the ground. I'm the turf. And these boys are playing catch with a football and they're throwing the ball back and forth to each other. And one of them the farthest one away from me throws the ball and this other boy jumps through the air, outstretched hands to catch this football, lands on me, the ground, and I wake up, eyes open, cannot move, completely frozen. Like I tried to move my arms, I tried to move my head, I tried to move any body part and I couldn't move at all. It was wild and so i just had to lie there completely frozen oh the other part of this is it felt like this person was on top of me when he dove to catch this football and landed on top of me i felt it so i was compressed and frozen and just lying there completely terrified (laughs) oh my god (laughs) i was like what is going on but i couldn't say that because my mouth was frozen. Everything was frozen. I couldn't make any noise. I couldn't move. So finally, I was released from this paralysis. This person, whatever, entity, gets off of me. And I ran into my friend's room and climbed into bed with her. And I was like, I just got ghost, like, squished. I don't know how to explain it. I'm completely <laughs> terrified. She's like, that's weird. Was it one of the that's people weird. from this the house pictures? Isn't that old. So that's what it was. So I so I went into the room in the daylight in the morning and I was like, Nora, who are these people on this wall? Like, I can't figure out who this ghost was. And she was like, oh, those those were boys in my sister's class who died in a car accident. And it was a picture of them on the wall. And these were the two boys playing football in my dream landing on me. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that sounds like one of these examples of sleep paralysis being something more than just your body freezing and like oh this scientific thing that happens when you sleep like no i think that sometimes it's like something ghosty for sure yeah this this ghost full-on landed on me like it was there was no other explanation it's never happened since you know it was just it was like hi i'm here (laughs) just letting you know there was no exchange actually it was just the full body pressure of a human on me and i couldn't move it was wild. You literally got to feel what it's like to be pavement for like a minute. I know. I was the, I was the grass. Uh, it was wild. Okay. Tell me more. Tell me more. Okay. So the other one I have is the shaky bed ghost. So this was in Pennsylvania. Now the house I live in. So I'm, my brother and I are the eighth generation on this farm. Eight. So, eight. <laughs> so back like George Washington times. Wow. Um, but I went to let everyone know there were no slaves, no slaves, no owning slaves, none of that crap on this farm. So, oh wow, uh, yeah. Um, but so this house that 
uh, my parents currently live in, it was one of the original houses on this farm was like, you know, the basement was dug out by hand by humans and, you know, that kind of thing. So it was like late 1800s kind of a house. But I've never really had that much of a haunted feeling in it, except for the doll that lived in the in the living room, which I can tell you about later. Um, so not a lot of haunting happening. But one night, this was this was like 10 or so years ago, um, I was sleeping, in, I was living at my parents' house and I was sleeping in uh, my bedroom. And I had this, at the time, uh, gigantic, gorgeous German shepherd, Jack Deuce, and he usually slept at the foot of the bed. Um, so I was lying in bed, you know, I don't remember what time it was, regular bedtime, 10 or 11. And the bed just started shaking and shaking and shaking and shaking. And then it stopped and I was like, what's going on? Why is this bed shaking? So we don't live in California. There, there are no, you know, earthquakes. Um, at the time, there was no fracking going on. Um, so I just kept my eyes very tightly shut because <laughs> I was worried if I opened them, something would be standing there. And uh, I'm not sure, you know, if it was going to be a ghost, if it was going to be an alien. I don't know. But at first I thought, oh, it's probably just my dog scratching himself and that's probably what was shaking. So when I finally got the courage to open my eyes and no one was there, I climbed down to the bottom of the bed and looked down there and there was no dog <laughs> in the bedroom. And <laughs> I don't know what was shaking this bed to this day. The house, this isn't the type of house that was settling. None of these things had ever occurred before in time or history <laughs> of me living Why in that house. That I don't know, but it felt like somebody was shaking the bed for like a good few seconds. Let's say at least five to 10 seconds that it felt like what would happen if a dog were scratching. It was kind of jarring, a little bit jarring, shaky, um, but no dog was in there and no other people were in there with me. And yeah, that weird really, really it's like weird. there used to be in like motels and stuff you would like put a coin in yes. and the bed would shake that's what it was like <laughs> it was like the ghost of one of those beds yeah. maybe at one point when your ancestors had one of those beds in there and the bed was making like a ghost a ghostly comeback yeah or they had one of those like you know weight loss belts you know uh shaky yes, things <laughs> that just like shake you oh my god okay Wait, so do you have alien stories? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What it, is that? I, I, so, okay, so when I was 15 or 16, and I actually wrote it down because I had a zine back in high school, and I was like, cool. come on, everybody give me your um, poetry and your stories. So I wrote it for the story. That, and then I read it, and I was like, oh, this is a full-on 16-year-old uh, story, so I'm not going to read it to you, but I will give you the Cliff's Notes. Um, okay. So I, after, after activities at the school, um, you would ride the activity bus home. And this was in the winter time. So I think it was like basketball season or something. And um, when you would get off the activity bus at this time, it was dark. So it was like maybe five or 6 p.m. It was dark, but the it was the strangest clouds. And I've never seen any clouds like this since anywhere I've lived in the country. They were thick, like pea soup, blanket thick and it was as if you could touch them when you put your hand up they were so low and it was not mist it was not fog these were regular clouds well not regular they were irregular <laughs> they were very irregular <laughs> and super creepy so I was fully freaked when I got off this bus and I was like you're just gonna leave me here <laughs> with these clouds looking like this so I'm and this is like out in farm country out in the middle of nowhere like Aliens love that. Oh, God. The cornfields, the woods. I mean, it's so freaky. It's so freaky out here. I mean, a bear could just come out and grab you and eat you if it wanted to. I mean, not the good oh. kind of bear. You know what I mean? So Yes. <laughs> so, but I'm maybe always, a cocaine bear. <laughs> oh, my God. I would have I would have preferred a cocaine bear to this freakiness. And so I had to walk home like a mile in this craziness. So as I'm walking, so it was a full full moon that night as well. So you could kind of see the essence of the light. It was very bright, but because these 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 um, clouds were so thick, you know, you just got a little bit of that iridescence. And then I looked up, and a hole kind of formed in the cloud. It floated over 
the moon. The moon shone through this hole, full, bright, beautiful. And then the cloud just slowly closed back up again. And then <laughs> the clouds were slowly moving. I was like, what in the what? So <laughs> I was like, no, no, no. You're just making, you're just creating stories around these natural occurrences. We're going to keep walking home. So I'm shuffling. I'm like race walking. I didn't want to run because I didn't want to draw attention to myself <laughs> or whatever would be watching me. Um, so I'm terrified and I'm walking home and I get to the crest of the hill so I could see my farm. I could see the barn. I could see the house. I could see it. And as I'm at the top of this hill, I see behind these big, thick clouds, these um, slow throbs of light. And I thought it was three, but when I read my story this morning, it was four, but it was like throbs. It wasn't um, a lightning. It was a, there was no sound, but it, imagine that that was the sound. That okay. And it was like these, like little blops. I don't, I can't. So, no, so then there was no thunder. There was no other lightning activity. There was no storm that was happening around me or on the weather forecast. There were just these four really weird orbs, blobs of light up above these clouds. So then I was fully beyond freaked, the most freaked I've ever been in my entire life. And I just booked it home. I hid underneath the covers with a flashlight. My parents were not home from work yet. I don't know where my brother was, but I was alone in the in a farmhouse in the middle of the woods <laughs> by myself, wow. the most scared I've ever been in my entire life. <laughs> and um, yeah, I don't yeah. know what so I jokingly say I was abducted. I could have been. I don't have any like latent abduction memories. Although I'm I'm a trans man and this is back pre-transition. So I got I started having ovarian cysts after this occurrence. So I you know, I of course was like, well that's the aliens. <laughs> the aliens. Did I it. mean, I don't who knows. <laughs> How high up were they? I mean, I'm really bad at like feet and yards and whatever, but like high up or like. So imagine, so like, okay, whatever the lowest clouds you've ever seen, the lowest cloud cover you've seen where you've been, maybe you've been like, wow, that's, those are really low, Um, Uh like directly above them. So, you know, close enough to not have been an airplane. You know what I mean? Like we're talking like, boom, right there. Maybe like the top of a redwood, like a couple hundred feet in the air. You know, like it was, it was like a close enough to have been a skyscraper. Do you know what I mean? Like it was closer to me than it was to to the space. Spooky. It was creepy. Okay. Tell me another one. Okay. Well, just the other night I saw what I call a celestial gash in the sky now, people try to, are trying to tell me that it was the Starlink satellites, but it looked like someone just painted, um, like, stardust straight down the sky, and it looked like, it looked like a rip in time space, space time, and it, it was like sprinkly little stars in this paintbrush stroke that was vertical above the trees. And I was like, wow. So I tried to take pictures and video and it did not work. So I was like, I'm just going to focus on this. And it just kind of slowly hovered there. sort of kind of very slightly moving up into the sky. And then it just slowly dissolved. And I was just completely enamored with it. It was just so sparkly and lovely. And it just looked like a little rip in the sky. And I've never seen anything like that before. I've never seen that. So that's the, um, you know, celestial goddess just, you know, showing some, some gorgeousness. So that was the only other like alien-y kind of situation. Although my brother saw, said he saw a UFO. We were sitting in my backyard and he said he saw one over my head, but I don't have any, like a good story to go with it. It was just him going, whoa. <laughs> what is that? And I turned around. Do you have and other I've, ghost stories? I do. I do. So let's see. Oh, yeah. The Pittsburgh basement ghost. That is. Okay. So I had a friend that lived in a 
Pittsburgh apartment and I would stay overnight at her house while I was going to school. And um, one night I was sleeping in her basement and my phone alarm went off at like 2.32 in the morning. And I was like, what is going on? And I didn't think much of it. I checked my phone, but it was set for 8.30 or something like that. So I was like, oh, I checked and there were no other alarms set. Well, that's odd. So another week went by and I was sleeping there and the alarm went off at that same time again at 2.32. And I checked my phone and it made sure, you know, all the technology was working properly. And I said, Abby, what's, <laughs> is there, have you ever had anything strange happen here? And she was like, oh yeah, there's definitely a ghost in here. And I was like, oh, okay. Thanks for telling me. Um, so I think it just went off twice, but one night we were sitting, we were sitting in her basement watching like Grey's Anatomy or something and her light started to flicker. And I was like, Abby, do you think that's the ghost? And she was like, I don't know, let's ask it questions. And I was like, okay, well, if you're the ghost, blink twice. Cause I was like, it's more, it's weirder to have something blink twice than once, right? Because I feel like you have to put more effort into it. Right. And so we're saying that way. So if this is the ghost, blink twice. And I shit you not, that light blinked twice. And of course we were fully freaked out and like screaming and like ran into her bedroom and like huddled under her covers. But um, yeah, so, but that's not the only occurrence where this phone, weird phone alarm situation happened. Um, I don't think it was the same phone. Um, and because, so, so that Pittsburgh basement apartment definitely had some weird vibes. Mm, not malevolent, but definitely something was hanging out in there. And I mean, it talked to us. <laughs> so most it was there. I think we asked it some more questions, but, um, you know, uh, we didn't get any more super definitive answers, but definitely flickered. It flickered more. So uh, that was pretty neat. Um, but the phone, but the phone alarm going off at weird times in the middle of the night was very, very odd. And then that happened again when I was visiting a friend at Smith College in um, Northampton, Massachusetts. Um, though that place was ha was super hauntedy, and I don't like see apparitions or anything. Some of your listeners have such great apparition stories; I just love them. But I just get like the ooky spooky chills, you know, um, goosebumps situation. And, and I went into this dorm where my friend was staying and I was sleeping on his couch and it was just so creepy. And I had my phone, um, on a co coffee table. And so I was sleeping on the couch and this phone alarm started going off at a weird time in the middle of the night. I think it was just after midnight. And I, all of a sudden it got, so ridiculously cold in there. I mean, we're talking like 32 degrees, like, like immediately. And I was so scared. I didn't even want to stick my hand out to stop this phone from going off. Like I was so terrified and I didn't even want to open my eyes <laughs> because the, the temperature drop was so significant and it was, whew, Oh, it was one of the scaredest I've ever... I, that could have been your moment to see an apparition. I mean, I'm too wimpy. I just, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I have it in me, but we'll see. I mean, I've got hopefully some more life to live. <laughs> Who knows? And these ghosts will pop out of... I'm uh, the same way. I mean, I think I saw an apparition once when I was a kid, but like... I don't really see... That's kind of the holy grail or whatever, but I haven't... I haven't seen one and I, I like, I want to, but I, it, most of these stories are like you wake up and there's someone standing there and like, I don't want that. I think, be, I think because I say that, Oh, that's the other thing I, in the Pittsburgh apartment. I said, you know what? I don't need to see you. And then, so then I started saying that whenever I felt that feeling, I would say, I'm cool. You're cool. Um, I don't need to see you. <laughs> And we're just going to go about our day. And uh, so that is kind of how I would deter anything from, I guess, manifesting in a visual way. Um, Which is so interesting because it's like, can they control that? Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm hoping that they can. I don't know like, what they I know, can do. Because <laughs> I don't know either. But, like, it seems like that works. But... You know, you, you can't really be like, hey, appear right now. And then they appear like I don't ever hear those stories. But like, 
are you are you able to be like turn off that mode that makes you appear like I don't want to see you. Like I don't I don't know. Yeah, maybe I'm just delusional, but I am gonna continue to tell them not to miss it. But maybe maybe well, if it one works. of these times I'll be like, Go ahead, you can show me, show me a little leg, show me a little <laughs> something. You know, from behind the <laughs> Just give me a little tease. Behind the I don't need to see all of it. Oh my god. Wait, I mean, come on, would you shut your pants? If a ghost just poked its head out from behind the <laughs> the wall. Like, hey. Hell no. No, thank you. I, I think, think I that seeing it. the face and seeing like I the emotions would. and the eyes, like that would creep me okay. out. I would be fine with like, okay, you can like stick your leg out from behind the door and like <laughs> sort of like kick it out and like show off your legs but like don't I don't want the whole thing <laughs> yeah give it to me in pieces <laughs> yeah just like a little like it's kind of like a little burlesque number you know like tease me don't like show me like I don't want to just like see you That's yeah I don't too, want it all too much once. to take in yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah so I, I'm, I'm hoping that because I, I put that out there that they're like ah, I don't think he wants to see me right now we can take a hint yes exactly (laughs) well Faye this has been glorious Um, I have to wrap it up but thank you so much for sharing these and please hit me up another time let's talk some more my pleasure well I just real quick synchronicities my bestie Jody who's got a little touch of the mediumship she said um, yesterday just about the time when you emailed me hey I think you should um, send some stories in to Roz. And I was like, no lie. She just emailed me and asked me to do it. Whoa. Whoa. So I thought it went well. <laughs> hand in hand oh, with I'm Ghost. I'm so glad it, it worked out. Me too. This has been a blast. And I just love your podcast. And I love all the stories. And I love all your guests. And uh, you're my people. This was it. Like I said, I, I listened to this for 12 hours coming home from Salem. <laughs> Oh, my God. Well, thank you. I really appreciate that. No, thank you. Keep the fabulousness coming. Thanks. I will. Don't worry. Okay. I believe you. (laughs) (gasps) There's a ghost in my house. Oh my God, I'm joined by Cass in Northwestern Wisconsin. How are you, Cass? I am fantastic. How are you? Honestly, so good. I love these episodes because these emails that come through, what the hell? What is going on with you? I'm I'm looking at this. So you live in a haunted house currently, is that correct? Yes. Yeah. We live in a townhouse and I think it's just followed me honestly, because like every place I've gone, there's been activity. So I think it's just something with me because there's always been activity wherever I go. Do you think it's the same? Like, does it appear the same as the other places you've lived? Um, the last place that I lived with my ex was a lot more violent. Um, like I was dragged out of my bed. My daughter was dragged out of her bed. So it's not as yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, something grabbed her foot and like yanked her off the bed and she was only like eight or nine years old. And so like, we've always had activity our whole life. When that happened to you, how far did you get dragged? Um, I was thrown at least two or three feet off the bed. So like, and I, I, it woke me up and I was like, what the hell? Like, and there's nobody around and I'm like, okay. Um, not sure what happens, but like I could feel a cold hand around my ankle, like when it happened. Ooh. So it was very, very scary. That's the, uh, that's not the kind of drag we like around here. No, no, definitely not. Um, okay, that that might be the biggest fear. That might be the scariest thing that could happen with a ghost is getting dragged by your foot out of a bed. I can't believe that's happened to you. Yes. Yeah. And we, um, we have like this half staircase at our house now and we, I was sitting at home by myself. Um, and I, I like love paranormal shows. I'm watching paranormal shows and I get the feeling that somebody is watching me. So I look over in this little half wall, I see a face 
staring at me. Now, keep in mind, you need to be eight feet tall for your face to go over this wall. So it is just hovering there, staring at me. And I could kind of make out facial features, but it was like dark. So I wasn't sure. Like, I couldn't tell who it was, but I just instant like chills down my spine, goosebumps, like felt very uncomfortable, just... It's very creepy. And we get that all the time. I've actually seen a face in the upper left-hand corner, like looking upside down, like facing upside down. So it's staring into the room watching us. And it's like, what are you doing? Wait a second. So do you think that it was something floating? Do you think it was something that was actually eight feet tall? Or do you think it was a couple I, of ghosts doing like what the Muppets used to do where they would get on top of each it other? It could have been any of I could have been any of those because I know my husband's um, father passed right before we met. So I never got to meet him. And I know he's active in the house. He likes to hide stuff and mess with us all the time. But there's something in our house that, isn't super nice like i don't think it's malevolent or malevolent or whatever but like i can't talk today malevolent. um but <laughs> yes um my husband just told me this morning last night he always sees shadows in our doorway like when he's playing video games at night and he always thinks somebody's there but last night he saw a bright light and he actually thought somebody was in our hallway with a flashlight so he got up and nobody was out there like it was like a bright light walking past our door what the hell? I know. <laughs> Super active home. <laughs> but, okay. Now, when you've already been dragged out of a bed, is this yes. just like, oh, it's nothing? Or? I've I've kind of just gotten used to the activity. Some, like, you can, I can almost feel if it's going to be negative because, like, the hairs will stand up on my, on the, on the arm, on my arm and stuff. And I'll just be like, oh, I don't like this. Because I've always been, like, empathic. So I've always been kind of like in touch with other people's feelings. So I can just kind of feel it, uh-huh. but it's not all the time really bad. So, okay. So the theories that we sure. have for this current place, your husband's father. Yes. You, maybe something has followed you. Do we think I've lost? Yeah. I've lost all of my grandparents. And then my best friend was killed by a drunk driver on my daughter's birthday. Mm. So, I don't know if that it some of it could be him, but he was not like a bad person at all. So I don't think he would be messing with us. So then maybe there's also something going on with the land or the, the previous owner or something like that. Maybe one of my ex boyfriends was high, like really, really, really big into Ouija boards, and he used to like to provoke demons and call them out and like talk shit to them. <laughs> Oh, sorry. I don't know if I can swear no, on here either. Um, no, he literally would be like, you're such a little pussy and like literally talking shit to these dudes and like calling them out by name and everything. Wow. And I think the activity in my life spiked around there. Like I'm not with him. I don't even talk to him anymore, but it definitely got a little bit dark during that time and very scary. So I don't know if that's something that followed me from him. But we have saged and we were hoping that would work, but we've even used like Palo Santo and everything, but so far just still the same. Yeah, sometimes activity. I think you need something stronger. They need the the strong shit, you know, they're like <laughs> Right, exactly. Yeah. But um okay, so your ex used to talk shit to demons, which is yes. not necessarily like Uh, I was not okay with it. Like I never wanted to be a part of it. He would always like play with the Ouija board. Like this isn't real, like prove it. He'd be like, scratch me, push me, do whatever to me. And I'm like, that's just not okay. (laughs) Like don't provoke like that. Why why would you want that? Number one. God, he sounds so cool. I can't believe he's your ex. I know. What was I thinking? (laughs) (laughs) So did anything happen to him when he would do that? Not then, but stuff would happen to his kids. Like, yeah. So it's like you're inviting this entity into your home and you live with young children. And now, like, they're prone to whatever happens. Because I I don't think it, like, responded right away. Like, you said on one of your episodes, like, they could be in the bathroom or something. You never know. And then they'll get back to you. Yeah, they could check (laughs) their, their missed calls. 
and then go oh, exactly shit. and oh i have a message from you <laughs> yeah that's scary when you, when you think about it like okay so i still have my theory that i believe that these dark energies are looking for vulnerable targets and yes. they might like if someone truly isn't scared of them and they don't think that they're real you would want that person to be the one that gets attacked, but it seems like a demon yes. wouldn't want that as much because they're just like, like, you're not scared of me. I need fear. Like I'm, I'm hungry for fear. Right. I'm hungry for vulnerability. I'm hungry for like, I don't know, whatever. But so that's why, yeah, I could see the people around you, like children or your animals or like whatever yes. could be targets at that point. It's so crazy because, well, I watched Destination Fear and that's what they basically do is prove that fear like heightens activity. And it's it's kind of crazy. Like you think about it as you're vulnerable and especially if you're getting more scared, like they are definitely going to especially negative stuff. Like, why wouldn't they like? I mean, or they could just be an asshole in life and they're an asshole in death. You never know. I know. I know. Ugh. Because I keep asking myself, what am I more afraid of, like demons or just like an asshole ghost? And or asshole people. Well, right, <laughs> but like, because I'm. Yeah, I know. I think they're both the same, honestly. Because you never know. Like, an asshole person in life could just pretend to be playing as a demon because they want you scared. Right. Because if they were like bullying in life, they could be bullying in death. I know. But because the reason I I am not sure, because I feel convinced that I don't have anything that a demon wants. Like, I'm not I'm not going to give them that. I'm going to be like uh, that bitch. If a demon comes into my life, like you won't want any of this because I'm not scared of you. But like a ghost, there could be some ghosts that are just like. I don't care. Like you're in my house. I'm going to do whatever I want to. you. Right. I think that might be scarier. I know you're pretty fabulous. They might want to. <laughs> yeah. But demons want nasty. Like demons want like, That's true. like, I don't know, maybe not nasty. Like they want like something's someone that's lo- lower vibration at the moment or whatever it is or living in fear. Or I don't know what it is. It seems to me like they don't want, like fabulous. I don't know. I'm <laughs> Definitely. Not sure. I, I don't know. I don't want to find out. How about that? Exactly. Anyway, tell me more stories. So you also work at a haunted place? Yeah, I work in a mall and um stuff happens all the time. Like I have seen an actual full body apparition go into the wall. Like I thought it was a customer, so I went to go grab, like say hi, and the next thing I know, like there's no other exit and they didn't go in my back room. So they had went into the wall of the, n- the next door. And I'm like, um, that's totally normal. Whoa. <laughs> and every night, like I will close and then I'll open the next day. And there, you know, you clean stuff up, but then you'll come in and there's stuff all over the place. Like I constantly talk to our ghosts. Like I say hi and stuff. And I notice like when I'm gone, because I've been here for 10 years if I'm gone too long, the activity picks up like it misses me. <laughs> so because I do, I say hi to it every morning. I'm like, how's my favorite ghostess with the mostest? And like, I don't know. I try to be like nice to it. I do yell at it sometimes if like I need to get stuff done. I'm like, OK, you've been here this long. Why can't you help me out? Like, you know what I'm doing? <laughs> Who do you think the ghost is? I'm not sure. We had a paranormal team come investigate and they used like some tools, but they didn't get really any answers. They just like, they got readings and stuff. Um, but at that time they were trying to like poke cause I was dating that really nasty ex of mine. They were trying to poke into that and like make bad stuff happen. And I was like, could you not do that at my place of work? please? Uh, yeah. Cause I don't want that here. So I stopped working with them after that because it just felt like they wanted bad stuff to happen. Right. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's common. A lot of people just want stuff to happen. Right. And I mean, the activity is kind of fun. Like balloons will pop out of nowhere. Like nobody's around them and and, like, it's not like super hot or super cold and you'll just be standing there and a balloon will pop and you're like, Oh, well, I guess you got my attention. It's scary. 
it scares the crap out of all my employees. Like it's really funny because like stuff will fly off the shelves in the back room. No one's near it. It, it. Like we've tried debunking a lot of stuff too. And it's like some of the stuff you can't debunk and like you come in and you're like, well, you apparently were having a bad day because my store is a mess and um, sorry. Oh, the balloon popping. That's giving Pennywise. That's like, yes. oh, I hate that because it's so loud and, it's and shocking. So, exactly. And like if you're standing right next to it and all of a sudden like it just pops out of nowhere, you're like, um, so that just happened. The person that you saw walking into a wall, what did they look like? It was a gentleman. I think he was like, about six feet tall. He had like jeans and like a striped t-shirt on. I don't know if it was an old employee. This mall was built in the seventies, but I can't find any record of any deaths happening here, but it's a small town. So I doubt anybody's going to like dig into that. Mm. So like not broadcast it, but I mean, it could have just been somebody that like, like hanging out at the mall or, I mean, I joke that I'm going to haunt this mall <laughs> when I leave because I've been here for so long and I tell my employees, I'm like, oh, I'm going to mess stuff up all the time. Like I'm going to move stuff on you, like <laughs> just because I can. So it could be an old employee. So that's very possible. Do you think that other stores in the mall are haunted or is it just yours? Oh, Definitely. I have talked to numerous store managers. We used to have a Christopher in Banks and they have a little old lady that they saw. They even named her. I mean, like she shows up all the time. Like, And I've been in the mall because I have keys overnight and you'll come in and you can hear people moving around and I'll go down to see who it is and nobody's around. Oh my God. So it's like, okay, like definitely haunted mall. Like there's numerous stores and we're like a very like tiny mall but there is definitely activity in almost every store it seems like a fun place to haunt i mean who wouldn't want to hang out and like go shopping all day yeah okay tell me more stories do you have any more (laughs) um yeah so my husband was showering i was out of town and so were my kids and he always locks the door just out of habit so he's like gets out of the shower and the door is unlocked and it's open And he just like got the feeling the whole time that somebody was in there with him and watching and nobody was in there. And like my cats can't obviously open the door like they don't have hands, but he just felt like somebody was watching him the whole time. And I feel that all the time whenever I go in the shower, like I've gone in the shower and think my husband walked in because I'll see a shadow moving and I'll open the curtain to say hi. And there's nobody there. I'm just like. I've got a pervy ghost that likes watching me shower. Oh, no. You know, that's one of my rules. Bathrooms. Bathrooms and sleeping, I believe, are off limits for yeah. My And my husband it just recently got pulled out of bed, like, at our new house. Like, he was sitting there playing video games, and as just as he's falling asleep, something yanked him, like, off the side of the bed. And he, like, woke, it startled him, and he woke up, and he looked around, and because he thought maybe I accidentally pushed him or something. And he looked around, and, like, I'm passed out facing the other way, and nobody's in there. So we have stuff going on for sure. It's it's very interesting. And I mean, I kind of laugh about it sometimes because I'm like, what are you going to do? Drive yourself crazy over the activity? No, you're going to we kind of just coexist with them. So yeah, but, as long as they don't hurt us. But yanking you out of bed. First of all, I feel like you need a break from the ghosts. You go to work. You got ghosts. You go home. You got ghosts. Right. I don't want anyone being yanked out of bed. That is too scary to me. Yeah, I know. I mean, I love the paranormal, but apparently I love it so much I just get activity all the time. So I just wonder if that's the same spirit or energy or whatever that was at your other place that yanked you out of bed. I'm wondering, too, because I know there was one time um, we had to get rid of one of my cats because my daughter's closet, which she's terrified. She is 16. She is terrified of her closet because she has heard growling coming from there. And my cats were not in the bedroom with her. And my one cat that we had to get rid of actually like reacted to something in the closet and attacked my daughter. So that's why we had to get rid of her because she'd never attacked her before, but something in that closet caused her to like freak out and, attack my daughter oh my God. and so we actually have a dresser up against the closet now so nothing can get in and out and there was one time I was sleeping in there because my husband was sick and we were just like segregating ourselves but I could hear the closet door trying to open against the clo- um, the dresser and I'm like no thank you um <laughs> just stay in there You're way more polite than I would be 
I, I mean, I kind of, I like, I don't want to upset them because I know like, I don't want them to get like angry. We've had scratches and bruises before and I don't know what it's from. Like, I would love to get anybody else's perspective. Like, I think I'm going to talk to Tenny about it and see what he thinks because he's like an expert. So yes, you should absolutely talk to John E. L. Tenny. He, he knows way more about that kind of stuff than me. Um, because all I have to say is move. <laughs> I feel like it's going to follow us. Cause like I said, I've, I've had activity everywhere and just like, uh, if you're nice, you can stay, but <laughs> also give us a little bit of a break. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's scratching the bed yanking like that stuff is like crossing a line. Like to me, that's no longer fun, but that's just me. No. Yeah, I know my husband was like a skeptic at first and now it's gotten to the point where he can't be because he sees shadows every single night. So he's like, I'm not going crazy. I see these things. And I'm like, no, you're not going crazy. I saw the face. I've seen, I felt things like you're not crazy. I can, you can feel it. Well, keep me updated. This is very interesting to me, but I, I find it a little scary. Yeah, it's definitely... I mean, like I like I tell my husband, I'm like, I have to laugh about it because if you sit there and dwell on it, you might go a little crazy and I don't want to go crazy. So, yeah. Oh, loved it so much. Thank you to everyone that participated this month. Again, that could be you. Email ghostedbyraz at gmail.com. Subject line listener episode. Bullet points of your stories. Are you following the show? Please subscribe to it. You know, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all those places. If you rate it five stars, it helps out the show. There is an option on Apple Podcasts to leave a five-star review. You could say nice things about me. You could also leave me a ghost story to read on the show. That's a great place to do that. You could also email it to me. Or you could put it in a Facebook group. Not a great place to send me stuff would be like Instagram, Twitter. I don't know. Things get lost in there. You could follow me, though. I'm on Instagram at Roz Hernandez. My TikTok and Twitter are at It's Roz Hernandez. (sighs) I love you all, both living and dead. But if I didn't ask you to haunt me, don't haunt me. Okay, bye! Star Avenue, a podcast, <clears throat> a podcast network.